morning, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to Anything Goes, coming to you from the XM Studios in Toronto. This is the week of January 16th. We have two very exciting guests in-house tonight. We have John Hastings and Dr. Jess. But right here, right beside me right now, the hosts of the show, the lovely and talented Darren Frost. Yes. That sounded like your best phone sex voice. And the very brilliant Dave Martin. <laughs> or <laughs> the that very o- obvious. Is that my sex voice? Well, it's not. But it, it, Do you think so- I'm changing my voice now that I'm starting yeah. off the show? Yes. I think so, a little yes. bit. A little bit. Yes. Yeah. That was very, that was very, was hey, it kind of- it's Saturday night. <laughs> Any callers? I used to like those uh, weird shows on late at night on the radio, you know, like Love Songs on the Coast, where you called sure. that lady and you requested and dedicated a song to your lover who was, mm. you know, on the other side of the country. I used to listen to that all night. And just dream that you were the one that the, the song was sent to? I was the one getting the Lionel Richie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I saw I saw actually a phone sex uh, ad on TV, but it was like one of those, have you ever, have either of you honestly ever called one of those nightline ads? Oh yeah, I used to do all the time when I was but, like 14. Like the, like the party lines. Sure. And there was like, there was like one, one girl, uh, a hot looking girl in a bikini, uh, but nowhere near a phone. Uh, but she was just saying, uh, you know what? I love older guys and I love younger guys too. <laughs> and I was just how, just not guys my age. Well, yeah, but how fucking accommodating is this woman that she's got a, basically a twenty-four hour fuck window where she will not have sex with you if you were born on her birthday? Yes, and, and you are the same age of hers. For, forget it. When, Get out of there. When me and my friends were teenagers and we'd go babysitting after the kids would go to bed, um, it was always free for women to call. We oh, were, of course. Like, we were literally like 12, 13, sure. 14. We were young. But we'd always call, listen to all the dirty perverts, and then leave them really suggestive messages. Right. Even though, obviously, we would never go out and meet them. We, well, were, yeah. we were babysitting. We were 12. Right. But those are the girls that were probably calling. Well, that's just so cause <laughs> the sad part about, you know, the internet age and everyone with an iPod and listening to their own songs. You don't get that kind of, you know, call-in shows. or I mean, there are still a few, but it's not as you know, prolific as it is now. Like, there's no local that in Toronto. I mean, you could listen to something that's on the coast, I guess, of like L.A. or Vancouver. But I don't know any local show like that on radio. Do you? At night? Most of it's all pre-programmed now. And Well, no, you can still dedicate some songs to some people on, uh, oh, yeah, some songs to some people. <laughs> yeah. There's a list of... Don't you can't dedicate that to her, uh, um, or yeah, you can't dedicate that song. Uh, but uh, no, I think there's still some songs or some stations that will still do at that night? for you. Do that not at night. Yeah, I, I don't I, think so. Most not, of radio not local. Be, yeah. Sometimes I still not, whatever when I'm driving back from like I don't know uh, North Bay one time with Dylan Mendelson. We heard like John Tesh. He still has a call. Oh yeah, yeah but that's out of L.A. Exactly. Oh yeah, right? but yeah, right. That's Nothing right. local. Yeah. Nothing local. Oh, and, that, and, and, that, and plus, also... if you're calling John Tesh, and what kind of dedication are you really doing? This one goes out to my grandmother. Yeah, she loves the pan flute. Here's some Kenny G. Yeah, and some Zamfir. But no, I've I've heard the John Tesh one, and uh, yeah. then he also gives advice on that too. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get your John yes. Tesh advice, yeah, no. But that's uh, 
uh, more miss- more sweaters and get ready for the weather. That's what John Tesh always says. Now, you- I, now I miss John Tesh. But I like 20 years ago, I think that you could almost, there would be like a radio station that everyone would listen to at night. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. but the chance That's of, uh, you know, you showing up at, at your high school the next day and going like, hey, baby, did you hear that song that I requested for you on the radio last night? Not like, today. What what song? Right. Radio? What? Yeah. yeah. There's just too much out there. Yeah, 20 years ago, I, I asked him to play Queen of Hearts for you. Remember? I, that was for you. I know. <laughs> Playing with the Queen of Hearts. I don't even know what the radio stations are in Toronto because I don't drive. So I wasn't an internet radio or I just, you know. Right. But I actually really, I don't even know what I'd like, but I know I like pop music. So oh, like you and your fucking, uh, I'll tell you, every I time. I want the channel with Kesha on it. Every time I hear Kesha now or Maroon I know, 5. I like it. You think of me? And I, I think of you and I sing along because my kids like that stuff and it gets in your head and now I know almost every word to all those songs. I don't hate them because it's not the kind of music I normally like. I can understand they're good pop songs but every fucking time Maroon 5 comes on I'm like I'm going to fucking I'm going to I'm going to see Maroon 5 next month in February. So is my wife. Oh yeah! We should get Adam Levine on the show. Do you still have Maroon 5 tickets? Uh, Oh no. Oh yeah I think I do. I I I was thinking about going. I it would be I a good show. Would I, would I, st- I would even go now. Oh, shit. You're going to go see Maroon 5? I'd go 5? fucking really? see Maroon 5. I know all the songs now. Oh, my I God. I got three kids under nine. Of course I know Maroon 5. I see Darren Frost would I, would doing I, moves like Jagger. I, I will st- piss my well. Coors Light pants. <laughs> <laughs> would I stick out like a challenge so- Jagger, maybe. Would I stick out like a sore thumb at a Maroon 5 concert? Would I would people just know that that guy probably does not like Maroon Five? I think you would look like you're there for a chick. For yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, you're really? there on a date. Yeah, no, okay. you don't look like a so typical I should Maroon take a Five. Date to it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm you, dropping ninety bucks. I'm hoping I'm getting a finger bang out of this. That's the kind of yeah. I I drop ninety bucks. I'm hoping I'm getting finger banged out. Of I know. It. I'm Even with a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna, anyways. The uh, I uh, I worked a, a club this weekend. When I was ta- on the way to the uh, club. Uh, we were talking about. Uh, I don't know if I want to mention the comic was, but he's an openly gay comic, and he was introducing me to Grinder. Or he was oh, telling yeah. me about Grinder. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the app on your phone for yeah. like gay dudes. It shows uh, you how close all the nearest gay guys are. That have no that app. way. Yeah. So be like, there are nine guys like in your neighborhood right now who want to fuck. Like, oh. Is that it? Like that's well, what, that's they might want to meet up. It's right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. I think that you know they'll, they'll have amazing. A, they'll have a list of well, if you're gay, that's great. No, but well, I don't care if you're gay or not. That's just the, the idea of that technology using for that because right. it could be used for yeah. straight purposes too like have the straight equivalent for women that want to meet in your neighborhood that's there fucking is, great no, there I, is I, but it's more popular in the states it's called Scout I believe but is they, it? Okay. Yeah, they yeah, don't but want for, for straight people for straight people they do have but one but I don't think it's really popular in Toronto I could just see that like being like the cannonball states. run of just like guys driving from bar yes. to bar and like you know you just <laughs> see like five horny guys uh, sitting at the bar with their phones out going like she just left we gotta find her <laughs> yeah. now or just yeah. like you know oh just, my god she's at the poorhouse now step on it down, yeah. <laughs> cannonball, get your cock hard. You know, it's just like one of those things. Just like, I, I, I just can't. That's just for that. That's they really have that though. They well, have well, it for of course, they, I, states, that's they why do. I'm saying it makes sense. It's it always is like you know the porn industry determines what happens in in terms of uh, technology for like DVDs and all that yeah. stuff. And you know, I understand that the gay community is in the forefront of some other things that then are going to be applied to the straight world. It makes sense. Yeah. I would like it if the if the uh, if the technologies like combined from both like if the porn industry had more say into what NASA did and stuff like that. Just right. have, have people fucked in space. 
I'm sure. Well, I'm question. sure there's ten, you know, ten amateur comics that have done the come floating in space joke. Sure. Well, and and these straight guys with their own version of grinder, uh, where you can hook up with uh, women. That's the natural uh, progression of shitty comedy premises going right. from one to the other. But yeah. And I, I know that I said five horny guys at the bar, you know, uh, missing out on the chick that just left. But I mean, I don't know how different that is from any normal bar. Yeah. I mean, I, I use Foursquare so my friends can see where I'm hanging out. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. not. It's the same thing. I don't want to fuck my friend. I try not to fuck my friends. So I guess that's kind Me of Me too. I try. I try not to. I try yeah. not to. I just try to stay friends with them. But at least I know where they are. So if I need a drinking buddy. Right. Oh, okay. That's what I use it for. Or if you want to give someone buddies. a hand job or something like that. Yeah, of course. That's... <laughs> We can ask Dr. Jess this later on, but I don't know if there are any girls that genuinely get something out of giving guys hand jobs or no one's like. That's oh, easier than like, a blowjob? Maybe that's well, it. Well, that's how we get out of it. They don't have to swallow. It's I a guess, guy comes, it's. That's a, Isn't that's that, a, that's, that's a definitely a later day. in the show question, I, but yeah, I, that's for later in the show. I mean, there are women that do. are fucking dead inside, and they're like, I don't want to blow my husband. This is a lot easier. I can do yeah. something. I can iPhone with my other hand and whack off with this one. It gets done. That's true. Shit, it's multitasking. The world is a multi. I'm on fucking grinder here. I'm whacking here. Some dude, he's got <laughs> fucking shit to do. I think if you're whacking some dude, you're not looking for. Then I think you've got a serious issue if you're whacking off a dude and looking you're on for the next at dude? the same time. Yeah, you're fucking. You got Whoa, shit to do. Turning them. You got records to break. You got records to break here. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares about those records anymore. After after the Houston 500, yeah. Then I uh, I watched that documentary. It's on Netflix. That documentary. It is. After, I watched it too. You yeah. watch it. What did you think of the after porn documentary? I, What's it called? Okay, so it's called the, after porn. Let's explain what it is because people listening won't know. Yeah. The show is called after porn. So what they do is they go and find generally ten to about fifteen different porn actors and actresses that have had you know pretty substantial careers and what they've done with their career now. Whether they've you know, fallen back into porn, or now they're not in porn. One becomes a bounty hunter. Which one, Dave? You know all the oh, names. Oh, uh, Tiffany Million. She became. Yeah. That's a reality show waiting to happen. Yes, for sure. She was in uh, New Wave Hookers three and a bunch of other movies. And uh, um, Dave knows all the I titles. I know. I'm like I, even. I know her. Baffled. Yeah. Uh, but then you see her out in the desert shooting at like uh, yeah. cactuses with her uh, with her with her Glock, and then she talks, and I'm like, oh my god, that's uh, that's amazing and but, quite hot. But too. The, the great thing about the movie is it does give almost like a human side. Uh, to some of these actors and actresses that I've only you've only seen them get cummed on, you know, right. it's like, yeah, you're used to them going, oh, 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 but you know, it's like it's kind of nice to see, you know, a softer side. Well, you know, it, it's a cliche. <laughs> Never mind, that doesn't. It's make a sense cliche, though. but it, there is that human element to the movie, so it's not just about, oh, right, she fucked, and now what's she doing? It's like, oh man, some are you know upset with what they they did. Some don't even glorify the past. They hate their past. It's uh, it's an interesting movie for yes. sure. Do you, well, think, do you think most porn stars do it because they really like it, or because they no, need the money? No, most don't. Most don't. Most do they the all money. do it for money. Most do it for money. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few that enjoy it, yeah. but I think the numbers would probably be in the bracket of they're not very happy with what they're doing. Uh, I. I, I see. Think, Dave thinks that way because then it wrecks the the mystery and the no, fun but of I, porn. I don't. I don't like seeing. No, the, she likes to be fucked five hundred times by one day by <laughs> by other dudes. Well, five hundred dudes, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I think some of the don't even. I think most of the people in it don't really see that far into the future for themselves, and so uh, I'm here. I'm going to do this right now. I don't think. I think stripping maybe they might make more money to go off to school and shit like that. But I don't know if porn seems to. But they basically say in the documentary that that the porn stigma follows you around for the rest of your life. Right. You can't go and then be like a school teacher or a lot of other jobs when they find out what you do or had done. Right. You then get fired. I mean, it is a stigma. 
You know? But I, I don't know. I, I think that more now than before, because I think before, you know, you could probably, you know, if you were just doing porn movies in the 70s and 80s, it was probably easier to just slip back into society without people finding out who you well, are. Well, the other thing that the point they made is that when they made porns in the 70s and 80s, they weren't fucking as much as now. Like, they would only probably fuck maybe 40 times in a year. They do 40 movies. Now, these guys and girls are doing a movie every day, maybe multiple scenes in a movie, and they're fucking way too much. That's what the one guy said. It's like, oh, if I had to fuck like that now, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't wouldn't do it. Oh man, that sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't like to humanize my porn stars. I like to just see them as right. sex objects. Cum buckets. And that's... that's what Dave was. Well, I, I mean... want a giant cum bucket. But I don't. I don't like to watch. I don't care two... about your backstory. I don't care what makes you tick. Well, I don't. I don't care about your problems. Just I want a giant hole and I throw don't... some of my juice in there. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care to know. See, what he's not disagreeing. She... He's not even no, disagreeing with that. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't care to know what movies she likes or right. or if I had to take her out to dinner. Does she like mm. Indian food or sushi or what she right. what she's all about? It's just like she's there for a purpose. Right. Go and do that. I don't want yep. to know yeah. the human side of her. And but if I there mean, was five hundred million more Daves, the porn industry would be even bigger. Oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't need to get any bigger. I also th- I actually think that we sh- that they could easily stop por- making all porn right now, and uh, no one would probably notice. Well, yeah, it's, there's it's like, a lot of porn out there it's, that it's no like, one's ever going to be like. Hey, you know there what? is a lot. There's too much porn. Yeah, yeah. but it's like it's like bugles, right? It's like I had a the theory. Crunchy snack? Yeah, the crunchy okay, snack. Did they right. stopped making bugles in the 1950s because they made so much of this shit. It just sat there in a warehouse and slowly depleted. It's the same thing as porn. Porn is like bugles. It's like fuck it. We don't need to make any more. Th- what else is they going to? Unless they some kind of robot thing that they invent. What else can they do in porn? I just don't want my porn to come in salt and vinegar and nacho flavor <laughs> and barbecue. And all, all right. right. Well, we got to we got to wrap this up. Yeah. We got to get get to the commercials. We got a big show, two big guests. We have uh, uh, Mr. John Hastings is going to be on after the first break, and then Dr. Jess. So please stick around. This is anything goes on XM Serious XM Laugh Attack. I'll get that right one day. Serious XM Serious. <laughs> serious XM Serious. Seriously XM. Seriously XM. Seriously XM. Better than crack whores. They never stay the whole hour. This is Anything Goes with Aaron Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is Big J Okerson, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin, right here on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, what's up, you guys? We're back from the break. Uh, that is the music of George Westerholm. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. We are here in the studio. Do I still have sex voice? Sorry, yes. okay. I'm just, I'll get more hyper. Don't worry, I had a lot of coffee today. Uh, we're in studio here with our first guest, um, the very funny Mr. John Hastings. Hello, hey, John. Hey, everybody. I am your rim job before the explosion of talking to a sex doctor. Yes, God. yes. We kept the question. Appetizer. We kept, yeah. we kept the questions the same, though. Awesome. We're going to ask you all the same questions that we're going to Ask well, Dr. La- Jess. Last what do you I drink was... to make your cum taste better? <laughs> uh, a vinegar. Yeah? Can you use a vibrator too much? <laughs> no, I have one in my bum right now. <laughs> Are you a squirter? Depends on your definition of squirter. I do like to spit in women's mouths. 
Really? I've seen no, that. Oh, not okay. at all. Not at all. Well, Darren, did you see how excited Dave got? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It was all jokes, and then we got to spitting in ladies' No, I have just, I've seen Rocco Sofredi do that, and I'm like, who asks for that? I just Is did, that Dave Martin in Italian, Rocco No, Sofredi? no, no. Rocco Sofredi, he's got like a... Yeah, I think he was a legitimate Italian actor, and then yeah, someone saw him nude and just said, hey, you Dave should get into loves, something more. He knows everything about porn. Not crazy. everything. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe more mid-90s stuff, it's, but... It, the idea um, that you could define... My knowledge is very much in the mid-90s range. Yes, yeah. yes. I lose it around 2000. When Belladonna went electric, electric that's when I that's wrote right. yeah. Adult Entertainment. Yeah, at the Newport Folk Festival. See, yeah, right yeah. there it says you know too much about the pornographies. <laughs> I know that I it prefer... It sounds like a family that lives next door to you. I prefer it when they're blondes. That's what I know about oh, porn. Yeah. yeah. I think when the porn, exp- like the, I mean, no pun intended, but the porn explosion happened, and then there was just so much on the internet, it was too hard to keep track of who's who. I'll never forget the day of the porn explosion. <laughs> I think I was 13. Yeah. I think we all remember where we were. Did you lose any family members in the porn explosion? Of them? I was in Halifax. I didn't, I didn't down lo- by the harbor. I didn't all lo- the semen. Yeah. I didn't lose any family members, but I wish not to speak to them any longer. <laughs> I think I jerked oh off God. to a couple of their pictures, and I got them upset. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with that. It was just yes. like jerking off a... All right, we've t- this has taken the weirdest turn out of so any. So what's going on? We what's like. we what's like going on with John Hastings these days? You're no, back my... in Canada, right? I'm back in Canada briefly to uh, to steal all of the work that all of you guys should have. Yes. And instead, I'm taking that money and I'm fucking off back to England with my winnings, yeah. and all of you will stay here, barely able to afford coffee for a few more months. Yeah. Um, you yeah. go there and watch those soccer hooligans and eat that fish and chip Dude, bullshit. Dude, you don't understand. The, anything that you think is a stereotype, they exist. They are awful. I'm British, motherfucker. I oh, know. Oh, I forgot. I oh, know. They are just as classy as you think the British are. That's how ridiculously, grossly white trash. And I love the country. I love everything about sure. it. In Manchester, I in a span of an hour, I saw two different people punch a moving cab. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like at the 2 a.m. when the bars get out kind of thing and all the street fights? 9.30 p.m. Okay. and then 10.15 p.m. Because, right. you see, on a weekday, you can't drink till 2. Right. You gotta, goes at 11, you got to right? get your binge drink on. So you yes. start drinking at 5 and you just hope your wife or girlfriend doesn't call until you stumble home at 10.30. Right. Any British people contradict me? You can't. You can't. You can find me on Twitter. At the John Hastings said, John, we don't drink that much. Yes, you fucking do. You're luscious. That's why your teeth are horrible. Even though dentistry costs 50 pounds, you bags of garbage. Do you know, <laughs> now, I, uh, I, I want to ask, uh, the, recently there's been a lot of ta- talk about on uh, a, lot of, a lot of cable news stations about gun crime. And Pierce Morgan had Alex Jones on, and they were yelling at each other back and forth. Well, and they were talking awesome. about the amount of uh, gun deaths that were in the U.K. compared to the states. Yeah. And they always just say, well, violent crime is, is the number... Is, uh, Britain is number one in violent crime yeah. in, in the U.K. Do you, do you get a sense of that when you walk around? Britain... Britain is number one in the UK or and for the violent U- crime or in the Europe, UK in Europe in Europe because I, I I guarantee they're not number one in the UK I guarantee it's Scotland because yeah. those fuckers love to stab right yeah there's a lot wow. of there's a lot of violence there you see people fighting all the time it's part of their culture the thing is they're okay with it and okay you can argue that statistic back and forth but when you put it in the terms of gun control in terms of violent crime here's as far as it's going to get in England someone's going to get stabbed which means okay let's just to remove all the emotion from it. That means one person is going to die 
Maybe. If it's a bunch of guns like it is in the United States, look how many people are shot and how the massacres are continue. So I, I and this is not going to be funny for a second, but I hate Alex Jones for making me take the side of that snot-nosed fuck Piers Morgan. Because, yes, the U.S. needs to tighten up its gun controls. You shouldn't have this many massacres in a span of a few months and then the NRA going on and going, Second Amendment rights. The Second Amendment was created by the Founding Fathers to make sure that a militia would be around because they didn't think they'd get a military up and running because they didn't know because they just finished a war with the British. But no one wants to think about that. They go, well, if the government takes away our guns, how are we going to revolt? If you were going to revolt, you would have done it. 10 fucking years ago when they brought the Patriot Act in. So stop sitting there in America and thinking, oh, no, we're going to we're gonna do something. And now we need to make a fart joke or we're going to get bad news about this show. This is the unfunniest performance or guest we've had yet. It was passionate, though. It, it just drives passionate. me up the fucking wall. It just shut the fuck up, America. The problem is you have too many guns in the hands of crazy people. It's very simple. Well, it's a that's serious right. uh, issue with mental illness and the access. That's the, access, that's the problem. Access to guns. Yeah. yeah, they're not dealing with mental illness. Like Darren. Darren has significant mental illnesses. That's, you know it. So we let him believe he's a comedian. That's right. And he just does that. That's right. And we just keep him away from sharp That's corners, right. and we're cool. And I was in Florida, and I was in Florida for one week, and I had access to five guns. Did you really? No, but you'll oh, believe okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like to believe everything. You guys though. are the worst at improv I've ever seen. Yeah, Is no that acceptance. true? No, not no, true no, at all. No, no, no acceptance. I'm just gullible, and I like exactly. to believe everything could happen. That's right. And, oh. uh, but um, I don't. I, I was just. Uh, and, and so, do you call England your home now? Did you feel like that? That's your comedy home. I think my home is the stage, Dave. I couldn't even get through <laughs> Holy it. Holy shit. Wow. I couldn't wow. even get through it. I couldn't even oh. get through oh my God. it. I could, I could smell the bullshit coming yeah. out of that statement. Brought to you by Kraft. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think, I guess I'm I'm London-based. I, I don't know. I feel more Canadian not living in Canada because I miss people holding doors open for me and people showing me where their bathroom is as soon as you walk into your house. That's the only thing only Canadians do. Right. And if I see any fucking Canadian comedians ripping off that premise, it's mine. None of you lived in England. I figured it out. That Canadian guy, right. you're going to get to yeah. it first. I'm very impassioned. Uh, John Hastings marking his territory That's for everyone listening at home. There's yes. never any toilet just... paper in the bars in England. Like, there I went across that... London. Yes. There's never toilet paper. I eventually, we just gave up and we started, like, getting those little packets of tissues and left them in our purse. That's a big problem. I've, I've twice had to wipe my bum with a sock and then just leave it in the bathroom. <laughs> well, the yeah. UK wow. is number There's one in, uh, in, in toilet paper crime, too. It's number one. Get on that, Piers Morgan. Number one in toilet paper crime. Yes. Shockingly, number two in toilet paper bride contests. <laughs> wow. Now, one of the reasons you wanted to come on is you want to take some uh, some shots at me, right? Remember well, about these these videos I released uh, about six months ago? It actually it works well with me being in England because I moved yeah. to England and moving to England is any of you uh, those of you listening out there know when you move somewhere for your career, you don't know a lot of people. You're very job focused. You can be very lonely, and you need things to make you feel better. Well, Darren Frost gave me. A Titanic-sized life raft mm-hmm. of making myself feel better. Because Darren, yeah. you weren't always the lovable yet sort of spiteful comedian that sure. we love yeah, now. Yeah, the angry troll. Yeah, saying the c word to people for yeah. minor infractions. Sure, of course. Yep. There was a time where could you yep. describe? I gotta stand up. Well, could I, you describe I, your outfit, please? Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to go back in time, almost like to the <laughs> Hobbit 
or uh, Fellowship of the Ring era of my career. Back, way back when I first started, I was a happy dude. I had funny pants. Were you genuinely had... happy, though? No, no. Good okay. question. Right. No, no, of course not. I had funny pants. I had a funny shirt. All right, but and... you're, 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 you're trying to skip over and no, save no, yourself no, no, some no, no, no. I was going to continue. Okay. So I had a funny pants, like a checkered plaid pants yeah. from Britain, by the way. Uh, and I had a funny striped T-shirt with a great gazoo on it from the Flintstones. And I had, like, math class jokes and happy, happy, happy and ha, ha, ha. Why, and it was a character comic. Why the Great Gazoo? That's my first of Just many Just because questions. it was a pop culture icon. There was all kinds of shirts at that time with okay. that on it. And that's why I had it on. And audiences ate that shit up, man. They fucking loved that little character. I'm sure they did. And they that's loved what's even it. scarier. So, yeah. Darren, could you give us a sample of no. one of the jokes? No, no, no. Yeah. He, he did, uh, I remember, Rain Man. Oh, yeah. Rain yeah, I used to do Rain Man masturbating. Oh, of course. And then counting the sperm, the gold there. Oh. Yeah, counting <laughs> one the mil- sperm on the ground. One million? Yep. Okay. Two, four, six, six hundred forty-nine million, four hundred forty-seven thousand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every great impressionist, all, all, every every impressionist does uh, an impression, but having sex too, yes. or jerking off, yes. like oh. like Al Pacino oh, yeah. or Christopher Walken oh, or yeah. all. But but you did Rain Man. Having I did Rain sex. Man having sex. Rain I, Man as a rap star. I would sing rap songs as Rain Man. What rap? Like Shake Your Rump or? Uh, uh, no, at the time it was like Public Enemy. Did he like big butts? Uh, yes, he did. Okay. Rain Man loved big butts. He I could lie. About, I knew about the rapping. I didn't know about the counting sperm. That, oh, yeah. Oh, I, have, so, who I had to close douche. with that. I had to close with Where'd that. You, go, yeah. there was, you couldn't go anywhere after that. That is the, the pinnacle. That I don't, is the top of the mountain, man. I don't think comedy made you dead inside. I think doing that bit more than course, three times made course. you dead inside. Do you know what makes you dead inside? When you're in Saskatchewan and someone yells, nice pants, faggot, one minute in, and you've got nowhere else to go. Did you say thank you? Perhaps well, a pants That's all store? you can say. Yeah. That's it. Okay. You're on stage. There's nowhere to go. You can't all of a sudden get out of character and go, all right, I made a mistake, okay? I got this fucking monkey suit on. I got, What am I going to do about it? No, you keep on going, hey, thanks, you know, and then you, you want to go kill yourself. Did now, you just feel like you couldn't be you on stage and accepted? Well, everyone goes through this whole thing about their career, right? The beginning, you no try... one else has gone through yes, the you have. Rain Man counting yes, jizz phase. You, have. Yes, you, you have. trip <laughs> that path yes, yourself, you my friend. Yes, you have. Do not bring every me... comic in the beginning tries to do whatever they can to make the audience laugh to get off amateur night. Correct. You're not all about hey, this is what's important to me. Hey, You're man. about getting laughs, and that's it. So I did this bullshit thing. I became a headliner. I made money. I almost got festivals with it. Then I got tired of it and I retired it and made my, you know, my new thing about doing what I wanted to do. And it wasn't the easiest thing. It was a long process and I did it and, you know, maybe I'm not uh, the better for it, but that's the way it is. <laughs> well, okay, but this is a good example because, John, how long have you been doing stand-up? I have been doing it six and a half years. Okay, right. so you, it's not like... There could be another John Hastings that we see in six more years. And you might look back on, oh, my God, I can't believe I used to wear a hoodie and a plaid shirt and and talk about my past. Darren, when did you change? How many years into your career did you flip it? About five years. Five years into it? The first five, they're always counting like kind of stumbling blocks, five, eight, 12. Mm-hmm. Those are times in yeah. your career where you make decisions, and those are generally kind of tricky. Like, actually, year one is the first one because you've done yeah. enough amateur nights. Am I going to stick to this or whatever? Then it's like around year five, you start going, yeah. holy fuck, yeah. I can keep doing this. I can, I can make an audience clap and go, isn't Canada the best place in the world? Woo! Oh, yeah. I can get laughs. I can cheerlead. But am I going to want to keep cheerleading? Because there's nothing worse than bombing with material you're not proud with. Me, now... 
I can go on stage for 45 minutes to an hour, scream cunt at them, oh. and still be happy with what I'm doing because I know what I'm doing. But I'm not doing what I don't want to do. I'm doing what I want to do. And that's a big difference. And a lot of comics don't realize yeah. that in the first five years. You just do what you have to do. Well, because I mean, yeah, you're desperate to kill, and, you, right. and sometimes you'll be at the back of the room, and you know that uh, you're only going to get invited back if you do well, and you want to do everything it takes to do well. And so you're like, oh, do I want to do what I think is funny or what these people think are right. funny? And then, you know, at a certain point, you have to learn how to make, you know, what you find funny and make Absolutely. them laugh as well. But it's, it's a, it is a process. I think that there's, and I I bring this up only in, in somewhat jest because uh, Darren and I are like become closer and just gotten to know each other. And I knew about these videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important for comedians to acknowledge, and this is all in seriousness, that you do change and you do transfer and you do grow and you need to acknowledge <clears throat> that and you need to move with it. A lot of people, I think, and especially in Canada, they are afraid not to kill because they live oh, in this absolutely. world of... I got that December corporate season coming up, and I got colleges, and my joke about counting the jizz as Rain Man still, I'm never fucking forgetting that. Oh, yeah, you wait. Fucking frightening. If you that wait. Is, is that on tape? Because oh, I, I need to call, oh, buddy. How much do you want for it? Oh, it's on my second DVD. I put no. it on my second DVD, yes. Okay, he doesn't run away from it, which I think that's is That's the thing. You yeah. do not that's run away thing. from I, it. The reason I put it out there, first of all, I put it on my second DVD. Actually, sorry, my third DVD uh, as a bonus feature. There's like a 30-minute set of me in the funny fucking pants. Ugh. 30 minutes of me just dying inside and I put it out there more because you know I'm a bit of a narcissist Wait. but also to say and to show people it's like yeah I may think I'm all that you know right now and everyone thinks I'm an elitist comic but look what I came from I was a horrible hack comedian doing this bullshit and I still was able to get out of it Darren did that there's hope for everyone did that character get you laid yes oh, oh no yes. Wow. more more than before I met my wife than the angry character well no. The only people who wanted to have oh. sex with me in the angry character were really fucked up chicks. Yeah. How were they like fucked up? Cutters. In appearance? Like or? cutters <laughs> and like fucked up. Like really. No, like, no, I, I like love they more. have a story to tell. Yeah, like I commit, I try to commit suicide and now Ugh. I'm better. And, and Please come fuck me. Like oh. shit like that. So when, and, and so when you're in the happy pants, would they make you say your catchphrase? By the no, way, Darren had, one, a dare, had, had a catchphrase. What I was did. it, Darren? It was, it was good for me. <laughs> I was like, hey, good for me. And I did it all the time, and people would yell it back at me in the crowd. And I'd be, like, walking around. This actually happened. Two years ago, I was at a comedy. not a, I was at a rock concert with Paul Meyerhog. Mm -hmm. And um, Paul Meyerhog comes up to me and goes, Frosty, I heard about these videos. And, oh, my God, is, is this true? Like, this was you? And I'm like... You know, yeah, yeah, it's true. And at this exact moment, this girl comes running up to me and starts doing my act from 94. Ugh. Oh, my God. Like, joke after joke after joke and my catchphrase. And I actually stop her and I go, wait, did that guy, Johnny Gardos, my friend, put you up to this? And she's like, who's Johnny Gardos? What are you talking about? I saw you at Yuck Yucks in 1990-whatever, and, and Paul Meyerhog is dying because he couldn't believe. And she's doing my act back to me. I can't even remember these jokes. Wow, you must oh have had a pretty God. heavy impact. Did they all want to like it? Dude, it used to kill. What was Did, it? I bet. Okay, I, I bet this happened a lot. Of like, <laughs> that they would hug you and go, "Please don't leave me." Did, did that happen a no, lot? That's no. a scary. You know, the one, the that's fun, a sign that you should leave. The funniest one was she goes, "Okay, we're gonna." Well, she didn't say we're gonna fuck. Well, she's we're gonna make out, but you have to take your clothes off because I can't make out with you in those clothes. And if you say <laughs> your catchphrase once, you're leaving. Oh, how many times did you say your catchphrase? Well, after I came once. Yeah. Oh you should have done it. All right. Good for no. me. No, now, no, I didn't. Now, here's the big good for me. Yeah. Good here's for the, me. Here's the important question. So right. now, Darren Frost, he's yep. in his ridiculous checkered plants. The yep. Great Kazoo shirt yep. is stained. Yep. And you decide to ditch it all. Yep. What do you do? Well, you know, you bomb a lot. 
You bomb a lot, you build new material, and you, you talk, you know, do jokes that are true to yourself and your life experiences, and then you build a certain amount of material, and it wasn't easy, and now I am what I am. But was it a moment where you're literally like, I'm never counting Jizz's Rain Man again, public enemy be damned? Okay, quick story. I turned 25 in 1996, Okay, and I had to do a show in my hometown, which I hate. A lot. Brantford, Ontario, a lot of shit happened there. And I'm doing a show on my birthday, and Larry Horowitz was the headliner, and I have uh, my funny pant act on, and I go on, and I'm a, as I'm on stage, I am bombing in the funny pants and the funny outfit. Over top of me is a dot matrix printout, dot matrix, this is 96, that says, Happy Birthday, Darren. Okay, as I look into the crowd, there is two girls I used to love from afar from high school that I didn't have the balls to say that I was into them, right? Uh -huh. And every time I looked at them, they looked down at the ground because I'm bombing this badly, okay? Then I bring up, uh, I do Rain Man whacking off. I bring up Larry. Larry slams me from stage. Go, how about a hand for your opener? What a professional. Here's a retard whacking off. Here's your headliner. That gets a cheer. So now the headliner's hacking on me. Then at the end of the show, Larry forces me back on stage. The staff bring me a cupcake Ugh. with a candle in it, and they force a crowd to sing happy birthday to me. A crowd that didn't want to see me or sing to me. It was the most pathetic moment of my 20-year career. And after I got off stage and my mom's best friend was in the audience, I swore I will never wear these fucking funny pants again. Oh, oh man. And God. five months later, you bought black pants and right. started writing an act. Then the devil. And uh, <laughs> and so, John, when you're over yes, in England, Steve. does how, how open are you about the fact that you're Canadian? Do you have to uh, just I'm, say... I'm very open about yeah. it. I talk about how England's a piece of shit country and how I'm here for their money. Yeah. And how I'm leaving as soon as I can. <laughs> and they think that that's very amusing because they... Never thought that you could do such a thing. Because here's what happened. I went over. I did the Ember Festival. The Ember Festival was as good as it was going to be for me. And something kind of clicked in my head around September, which was sort of not to the extreme of what happened with Darren, which was I was always sort of very nervous around the audience and very much like, here are my jokes and hope you enjoy them. And now it's just like, I'm going to tell these jokes. I think that they're funny. If you don't, yeah, that's well, too bad. Go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's what we're going to do and not deviating from that. And the thing with living in England is you see a lot of things you never thought you would see. Like I got mugged two months into it and everyone's been mugged. Like, oh, I, yeah. That's I true. Yeah. Yeah. My first time I ever went there, I got pickpocketed. Yeah, and I know this Ooh. guy who got drunk by with a bunch of Russian strippers and got his ankle broke. Oh! Uh, that's, Dave oh, Martin! That's I, got, I got roofied in a Russian strip club. Yeah, it can be and a, then on my way home, I ran into some footballers that love my watch. So. Yeah. Well, it can be a, it can be a very story. rough, mean, scary, lonely country, and I wasn't... I was at a place where I could decide to talk about that and how it feels, and as it turned out, they really relate to it because they're all aware of how weird of and scary and lonely it is. But doing it from an outsider, you can blunt the reaction because they are very much not... Darren can say this because your parents are British. Yeah. British people are not complainers. They will comment on things, but they think it's very rude to complain about anything. They, the class system still very much exists. Racism still very much Big exists. Time. Sexism still very much exists. Homophobia, shockingly, not so much. But well, everything else... the music. Yeah. Really? Well, just because gay culture and music in Britain has been around since the 80s. I mean, they they, they kind of influenced uh, North America. That's so that, excellent that point, So that whole yeah. music and entertainment culture and being gay has been around for a long, mm -hmm. long time. I was I, I, just I, listening to the Boy Pet George. Shop Boys. Oh, I was thinking Pet Shop Boys the other Boy day. George. 
But yeah. also, but also, the, I mean, I think the the rich theater background. And I mean, theater's always been a little bit gay in the first place. Yes. Uh, very like, ooh, da look at me, I'm an actor, I'm pretending. And but so, I mean, the the huge theater background of Britain in the first place uh, probably is more an accepting of uh, sort of yeah, gay I, culture. I I would guess, but it, that sort of stuff, and that just sort of drove me sort of to write that sort of stuff. But yeah, they they're fine with Canadian. They're fine with everything. Like the whole idea of they hate Americans. That's not true. They just sort of hate. Complainers and people shitting on their country. The country's been through a lot. Well, the thing about Britain is they they somewhat hate America, but they'll wear a, a T-shirt that says USA. Yeah. While they hate, because they say they hate America. Because here's the thing with England, and I've heard this British people say is, we okay, we may not like Americans so much, but we know who made America. Right. In the same way, we know who made Canada, and in their heads, we are the colonies, and you will like it's our island, motherfucker. You right. go stand over there and don't think that you're anything special. We're England. We made you. And they right. do completely believe that. And, again, I, I don't mind it. It's also very interesting because I'm watching a comedy boom die, which is, to be honest, is very interesting to have a front row scene for that. Oh, yeah. Because you literally see them doing everything wrong. How, how evident is that? Because everyone, you, all the Canadians used to go like, oh, it's, oh man, it's just like the 80s over there. It's just no, gig after gig ago. after gig. That was five no, years ago. But I mean, John's watching it die. It's, it's, yeah, no, I'm saying what you're saying with the, yeah, the Canadians, yeah. that was five years ago, and that was still kind of true. That was kind of the last kind of, you know, uh, little cliff, and now it's down. It's going way down quick. What it is, is it's still great. The difference was there was a time where you reach your your hand into the river, right? You pull out, out ten fish, yeah. yeah, or money, money right, fish. Right, right, for right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's you gotta go fishing. You right. gotta work for it. There's right. still a lot more there if yeah. you commit the time to it and do it in the opportunity. I'm going to Iceland for fuck's sake. When am I going to do that? Right. Working for yuck yucks, yeah, and all of that sort of stuff. That 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 is there. You just got to work for it. And the thing was is that it's it's not necessarily easier. But what's happening now is they're all panicking because there's a recession. Standups everywhere on television. And the comedy clubs aren't filling the way they used to be because stand-ups on television all the time. Right. So instead of them addressing that and going, well, we can lower our ticket prices a little bit. We already make the bar. No, they're being greedy about it because they're business people and that's what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're just not realizing that it's going to negatively affect. So they're really push pushing certain types of comedy. They're really trying to note you to death. They really want specific things. And the clubs that are weathering the storm well are just lower the ticket prices, Funny people get on, unfunny people don't get on. It's stand-up. The The next flavor of the week will show up at some point, and we will just ride that wave, too, because we put everyone on our stage. We get to say they performed here first. Right. And so the smart people are doing that, and the other clubs that aren't doing that, they're getting kicked in the face. But it's very interesting to watch because it's literally like, oh, here's where you're going to do this. Oh, oh, this is the carrot top of this story that when I hear about it in 10 years. It's going to be this. Oh, this right. is cool. Like, it's very, very interesting. You see guys that are... You are the impression of this guy because your agent told you to do it. Yep. Don't do that. You yep. you sound like you know how to write a joke. Be yourself, and it's just it's just very interesting for me to watch it. Uh, before oh, yeah. we get out, of, sorry, I just well, does getting does being Canadian get you laid over in Britain at all? No, man, that's was, not charming was, at all. That's... I was broke for three months. I. I gotta, I gotta, He's always wondering, oh, no. if I go over to England and just say I'm Canadian, am I going to find no, five no, girls? Is that what happened to women? We it care won't. more about money than guys being funny now. I, eh, I, he's I funny, made a, but he's broke. I so. just, I just oh, no. didn't have time to talk to ladies. I was too busy like trying to you know, pay for rent and get a career. But now I got some steady work. So to all the British pussy out there, I'm coming Whoa. for you. Yeah. Right, Put that. some vinegar on that fish. Remember last time you were here, I asked my fish and chips. Do not fucking ask that joke again. That would be more embarrassing than Darren's first 
first five right. years of comedy. Yeah, we're done. We're done. we yeah. got to wrap this up. So if people want to get a hold of John Hastings, how do they do that? You can find me on Twitter at the John Hastings. You can go to my Tumblr, rainmanjizz.tumblr.com. Yes. Popular. <laughs> Very popular. And my website, johnhastingscomedy.com. Perfect. Well, maybe you'll go through a Darren Frost change sometime. Yeah. So see him now. I'm going to go the other way. I'm actually bo- I'm actually taking those pants and that yeah. shirt back to England. It'll I've, probably fit you. I've purchased Darren's act, so yes. I'm going to take it over there, and I'll be yeah. on live at the Apollo within the week. Gallagher 3. Find a new Rain Man. Darren Frost 2. At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. This is Jason John Whitehead, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Laugh Attack. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of uh, January 16th. Uh, this is uh, I'm Dave Martin, and Christina Walkinshaw is right beside me. Darren Frost is uh, on the other side of the glass yes, in, the, in the booth. And uh, in studio right now, we have uh, Dr. Jess. And uh, she, we actually, we met you at the Everything to Do with Sex show. And uh, you have a, a new book coming out uh, called Hot Sex Tips, Tricks, and Licks. I'm most confused with the tricks part, but of uh, you sure you're not confused by the licks part? Oh no, no, I know what the licks is about. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know what what body part that is used for, but like, uh, I'm more, uh, I'm a little bit scared with the element of surprise. <laughs> I just that sounds tricks is just sort of like, hey, I wasn't expecting that. The finger in the bum, all uh, of a sudden. I don't why. What did it say about uh, a lot of men seem very uh, open to the fact of, of uh, admitting that they like the finger in the bum part? Well, it, it makes perfect sense because your G spot's up your bum. Well, it might. Well, okay. you're, you're personally. But I don't think tw- I don't think ten years ago guys were sort of very quick to be like, uh, hey, you know what I enjoy a finger in the ass because a lot of guys would always be like hey, any any butt stuff that's uh, that's fag shit. Uh, but now there seems to be a lot more. Uh, hey, you know what I like every once in a while is like a you know it's like a, a beer drinker confessing to liking like a white wine spritzer. <laughs> They're finally getting over that. Sort Except of... a finger in the bum is probably better than a white wine spritzer. Well, yeah, but it they depends both could, on they, yeah, where you they, live. They could go. Both very well together. It's <laughs> true. Might, it's probably true. after a couple of white wine spritzers, most guys would be like, "Hey, well, let's do the finger in the bum thing." But I don't think if that should. All, I think the finger in the bum thing should be, you know, Twitter like call in advance. Tw- did you say Twitter? I was going to say Twitter. I so don't know hey, why. Dave, later tonight, finger in the bum, <laughs> advanced warning. Yeah, exactly. And loads of retweets of just what the fuck. <laughs> you get a lot more followers. Double but I don't want those kind of followers. I want those followers to be in front of me. That's what I don't. <laughs> that surprisingly, a finger in my butt's going to come into play um but uh do you find the i guess with the accessibility of the uh, of the amount of sort of sex on the on the internet or, or the accessibility to it is just do you find like a lot more people are more more open about their sexuality yeah i think you're absolutely right i think we're opening up more because we have more accessibility not only to more porn but to the amateur stuff so the stuff that people are actually doing so real people having sex right. as opposed to just actors and superstars and superheroes having sex i like to leave it to the pros you know they yeah. know what they're doing you just like to watch well oh, but no i like to participate too but <laughs> so you don't have your own you porn account or anything like that no not yet not yet <laughs> I don't think I will, though. I don't know if... Uh, I usually like to wear a mask, actually, while I'm jerking off by myself. Oh, I don't watch you porn either. I watch a little bit of porn, but I, I would rather leave it to the professionals as well. 
I would go like, no you porn. I've never See, I guess that. it depends why you're watching it. So if you're watching it, so some people watch it because it's hot and it's titillating. Then, yeah, they want the professionals. They want right. the, the boobs that don't bounce too much, these right. massive penises that could take out a building, that kind of thing. <laughs> but for people who are watching it, people watch porn for education. There's no there's n- no discounting the education. Because it's the only time we get to see live sex. How, I mean, I see live sex in my travels. But how many? when's the last time you saw live sex? Other people having live sex? Just Amsterdam. <laughs> no, I, yeah. saw, I saw a show in Amsterdam once and... Um, but, uh, anyway, I, I was, uh, going back in my cabinet of, uh, my cabinet of, uh, memories. Uh, now what also, I want, one thing I wanted to bring up just in, in what you're saying as well with the internet, it's also now not so much of a big deal for couples to kind of admit that they don't know what they're doing as much as like in the seventies and eighties, they weren't going to call up their best friends and go, Hey, we don't know what to do anymore. We're tired of fucking, you know, couples can now turn to the internet or other aspects of it to find out information. So for sure, education, even not just for watching porn and, and stuff like that it's also to find things to do in the bedroom to make it better yeah absolutely i mean i have workshops for couples and they sell out it's it's crazy how many people are willing to admit hey i don't know everything about sex i mean me i study sex for a living i've been doing this for 10 years and sometimes i still have no clue what i'm doing but are you ever here's the thing we're comics we get uh, kind of dead inside towards comedy and people who are actors then go you know the film business now is kind of show me behind the curtain what's it like for you that if you've dedicated your life to sex to now is it kind of overkill no <laughs> too much of a good thing is it no i uh, no it's not overkill yet i mean I, i've always wondered that and it certainly changed my experience right but um i you know i think i'm very lucky that i'm able to kind of compartmentalize that one part is work and one part is play sometimes you know something somebody's doing you know, i've got a great partner he does something really good I, I start to think oh i should add that to the book but then i have to stop myself and say no just enjoy the moment right right yeah it's not worth the money now, it must be hard to date you, though, because you do have this it's knowledge. It's terrible to date me. It's got to be it's tough. Horrible. So wait, in the books, do you give uh, tips for girls and guys? Yeah, this particular book. So I have three more coming out, but this first book is for guys and girls. That's and yeah, cool. I think you're right. So I have a partner, honestly. I have a partner of 12 years. So right. he, Why do you use the word partner? Uh, it's so that nobody actually so, has to come out. He has oh, a penis. Okay. I have a partner with a penis. Okay, good. Is that oh, better, right. Dave? Yeah, that is. There you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, not, not better for me, but now I know what gender <laughs> yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, Dave's fantasy's ruined, but go ahead. Yeah, all right. Now, uh, you were talking about uh, people getting educated through porn, but also, don't you think there's like a huge wave of misinformation? Because, oh, yes. I mean, they, they're, they're videos, and they're stage, and yes. it's just... Like I, 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 like a guy I, fucking for forty five minutes, kind of thing. Well, that too, but also it's sort of like I, I, I've talked about it on stage before that I think there's there. It would be sad if there's a whole generation of guys that think that you could show up to a woman's door with your uh, dick through a pizza box mm-hmm. and naturally she's gonna, just going to start giving you a blowjob. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, I'm really glad you brought that up because okay. what I was saying is that people use porn as education, but it's not designed for education. It's yeah. designed. For, it's like taking Batman as reality. Right. Okay, right? wait, oh, no, stop the clock. No, when you said Batman's not reality, I just oh, got one question. Oh, okay. no. sorry. <laughs> but, but it's just I'm not going to bring up Santa Claus. <sighs> Easter Bunny. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. The, um, now, but uh, what I was saying was just as like, they have these sites, and I just, I hate to think that, like, guys think that this is the way women really, it's like, nope, she's going to immediately get down on her knees and sort of tug at your pants. That's right. the first thing that they do. Right. And, and you, know, you know what's really scary is that women are, some women don't know what an orgasm is, because we're having orgasms, but they're not these crazy porngasms. Right. And, you know, it's not right. earth 
earth-shattering. We're not going to die over them. Right. And we're wondering, well, why why isn't mine like hers? So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. There's a lot of misinformation. And, and the other thing is, a 20 year old guy uh, fucking is all like almost like jolly jackhammer, you know, because that's all they've seen in in Ugh. porn. And then you know they become 30 and 35. And enough women have told them, hey, enough. You know, don't you don't have to do it like that. That's another problem with porn for me. Yeah. I, you, you see that and it's just like, is that what it's supposed to be like? That's got to be scary for a 12 or 13 year old boy because that's the thing about the internet. That is the age. When yeah. I was 12 or 13, we'd have to steal a magazine to maybe, you know, see something. Look for the squigglies. Right. You know, watch your TMN late at night. Fashion television. Not now. Yeah, fa- exactly. <laughs> but it's a completely different world now. Yeah. But well, now, now, on the other side, I think that it, it's, I'd hate to think that there's a whole generation of, of young women that think that, oh, well, at the end of uh, sex, I got to get down on my knees because this guy's going to come on my face. Y- uh, just cause, uh, Do you know the movement Make Love Not Porn? Uh, what, is that they're they're not movement? anti no, <laughs> no. They're, yeah they're not anti porn but what she what all she's saying is she's saying she is a woman in her fifties she dates younger guys she says you know I don't like people to come on my face if you like people to come in your face that's fine but I have to remind these younger guys that this is not the norm so it's right. not that we're not we're not saying porn is bad we're saying that porn is kind of one dimensional but I don't know have you ever heard of feminist porn no uh, yes oh yeah of course. No. He well, just cringed. Yeah. I want to I I need to hear this obviously. Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so what? feminist porn is just the idea of porn made for women by, by women. women. We yeah. actually have the feminist porn awards here yeah. in Toronto. Oh, I mean, that's, that's been cool. going since the 80s, that whole genre. And didn't it first start with a few kind of female adult stars taking it under their wing and mm-hmm. doing it on, you know, at the beginning I think it was more about I want to kind of make the money and have control and then it kind of parlayed into this more uh, you know, uh, for women by women. But I think in the beginning didn't it really start more I want to have more control. Exactly. Those Annie Sprinkle, Nina Hartley. Yes. These, yeah, yes. amazing ladies. Sexologists, actually, yes. as well. Yeah. Is, is, is Nina Hartley a sexologist now? I think she is a sexologist. Yeah. I feel like... Well, she, she should be at She this should point. be, at minimum, an honorary yeah. sexologist. Was it, was it Candida Royale? Was she another yes. one, too? Well, that, like... Look at this guy pretending. I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Dave knows I... all of their names. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nina, but, Hartley, but, Nina Hartley was in that documentary we were talking about. I don't know if you saw that after porn, that documentary. I heard you talking about right, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So me and my wife are watching it, and even my wife. This is the same. It sounds so stupid for my wife to say, but everything Nina Hartley when she said, my wife is like, "Man, that girl is so smart." Oh yeah. You know, she just comes across so smart, which of course is the cliche that porn actresses can't be smart because they're just like we were talking about earlier. There's one thing and one image, and that's it. They can't be smart and enjoy sex in most porns, right? Right. Well, I that yeah, I mean there there is that stigma attached. Well, the same thing with most, but but like with athletes too. It's just sort of, if all you see someone do is run on a football field, yep. then that's gonna that's what you're gonna believe that that's all that they can do. I so. guess, but I think one is more objectified than the other, yeah. right? Because like, you well, you yes. will, you'll usually see kind of an after interview with some of the athletes. You're yeah. not gonna see. So Tara Patrick, <laughs> yeah. how, how how did that? How did you feel? What were you thinking in your yeah. head? Did yeah. you know he was gonna make it over the goal line? Sort yeah. of thing. Does that, did that sting your eyes when yeah. it got in there? Yeah. Were you ready for the double penetration, or are you on? thank Jesus first yeah uh, I have a question though being um, what you do and I just wonder what your thoughts are what's your thoughts on prostitution and the sex trade so I'm a supporter of women and men's right to do as right. they will with their body I certainly think that uh I'm a supporter, basically. Okay. So I'm glad to see some of the movement that we're making in Canada around the laws. And I think that um, it's the oldest profession. I know that sounds cliche, but it is true. It is, and it yeah. will always, always be here. And what's most important to me is that people working in the profession and also accessing the services are safe. And the more we legalize it and regulate it, the more we are able, and hopefully with input from the people actually working in the field, instead of just some guy coming down from Ottawa saying, well, this is the way we have to do it safely, who hasn't had sex in in years, except right. for when he pays for it. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, I think that we need 
to have regulation that comes from within so that we can we can support workers in all fields. It just it seems very strange for me that it still is illegal. I don't know why I feel that way. It's just it's the weirdest thing that's like, oh, right, that's still illegal. You know, what's interesting to me is in massage parlors. These right. things are becoming more out in the open. Like we have yes. some more mainstream ones that people talk about. They even advertise on in mainstream programs. Oh, yeah. And I think um, with men, at least, they're open about the fact that so many of them, and I don't know the statistics because I guarantee the statistics are far underestimated right. based on you know what, what is in reality. Um, I'm sure we have very high numbers of men and a few women who have actually been to these places. And it's funny, like I think we rationalize, we say, oh, well, that's just a hand job. But in, ma- in, in reality, many of these places are full service. Right. So, but yeah, I, yeah. I totally think that it's, we exchange sex for many different things. We exchange sex for pleasure, for company, for companionship, for let, let's get, be real. In some relationships, it's about money too. So why we can't openly exchange sex for money um, To me, it's like me. in Canada, pot laws are going to change probably before the sex trade laws change, we are which so, seems weird. We are well, so marijuana. paranoid around sex. Yeah, well, marijuana doesn't break up a lot of relationships. But, I mean, if a girl found out that her got her boyfriend went to And you think that's the reason job. why we're not changing the law? Because <laughs> people are protecting girlfriends from finding out? Well, no, but I mean... It's, but sex it, workers aren't breaking up relationships. People going and seeking sex outside of a relationship, whether paid or not, is what's breaking up relationships. Sure. Or maybe it's the way they're treating each other. Or maybe it's sure. the fact that some people shouldn't be monogamous. Or maybe it's the fact that they're just not a good fit. Or people getting married too young, too quickly, too old. Who knows? Right. There are many things that break up relationships. I, I don't think that it's... I, I, I can... I would feel very strongly or feel very confident saying that I don't think sex workers are breaking up relationships. No, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a bigger reason why the government isn't going to make it legal. It's not because of they're protecting people. It's it, There's other reasons for that. No, well, I I know why. I, when I say break up relationships, I just feel like that, uh, you know, women will always think or often think that, well, why is this going guy going out to a massage parlor when he has me at home? But, I mean, I think that a lot of... Uh, there's always been an issue of uh, women not being able to separate sex and and, and, and love, love. Right. but do you think that is that sort of sort of going down a little bit? And then there are a lot more women now that sort of can separate the two, and uh, and then just just oh, I'm just going to go out and fuck, or yeah, I'm just going to go out and find a, a a guy to settle down with. You know, I think there's always a balance. I think that both men and women can compartmentalize to some degree. They always say men can more, but I think it's more that we're talking about it now. Mm-hmm. We're saying, okay, we're going to be together forever right. that is daunting yeah and we're not going to go out on the side so we're going to talk about what we are allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do and i think that when i what i see in couples is that morphs over a lifetime so i work with a lot of what we call lifestyler couples because my, my television show is on swingers right right, right. so oh. mm. yeah yeah okay. <laughs> so people are working out they're negotiating and in, and i'm not suggesting that everyone needs to become a swinger or a lifestyle or open up their relationship but at least they're talking about their fantasies like there isn't this shame guess, there's not the shame yeah. attached yeah. to everything and misconception that i'm only going to be attracted to you right. for the rest of my life i can't even see anyone else that is the 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 idea that you're actually never even going to think of anyone else or be turned on by anyone else is totally unrealistic and really it's absurd and believe it or not in the last uh, six months uh, in my in my stand-up act i do a bit about i'm i've been married for 10 years and i say um in in my act that if my wife wants to go sleep with someone like if she wants to go sleep with a six foot nine black guy i don't have a problem with that because i'm not a six foot nine black guy but if she starts fucking a guy that looks like danny devito then we got a problem because she has danny devito at home and and all that really says is it's something physical then it's not mental is what she's looking for something different than me it's not a mental thing and I'm surprised that audiences are more accepting to that than I thought they would be. Hmm. I thought there'd be a lot more like, oh, that's still, you know. But more people laugh and accept that principle more than I thought. 
I, th- I think there's guys that are sort of like, well, there's the girl that I want to go home with, and then there's the girl that uh, I might, you know, want to have, uh, you know, uh, to to pay for having sex. I think there's a lot of sex that guys don't necessarily want to have with the mother of their kids. Yeah, that, that's something that I hear a lot, like that kind of Madonna whore complex. You are one or the other. But really, if it, I, I don't like stuff that kind of just scapegoats behavior. If you go behind someone's back, you go behind someone's yeah, back. Right. Yeah, right. It's not, you're, I'm not a big proponent of sex addiction. I don't even like the term, even compulsivity. In the heat of the moment, we all make our own decisions and we've all made a lot of mistakes and we continue to make them. Um, and if you're able to kind of work through them as a couple, then you're all the better. What if you enjoy your mistakes a lot? <laughs> <laughs> those are decisions. Oh, okay. Those aren't really mistakes anymore. Those are conscious so, things that I'm trying to do. So I just want to know, so you don't believe in the idea of a sex addict? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's not that I don't believe that some people are sex addicted. I think right. that the term is really overused. Oh, I see. And right. I think that it's used to scapegoat behavior. I think, well, yes. I couldn't help it. I was a sex addict. Because yeah, okay, the term right. addiction is an illness it's this idea that it's we can't do anything about it and the other thing is the addiction model works purely right now like the pro- the prominent one is the 12-step program purely on abstinence which is may be realistic for alcohol and drugs and other things but is not realistic for sexual right. activity right well i mean the, the the idea of i think sex addicts are using sex to cover up for something else just the way that alcoholics will drink to you know get away from other feelings so but i mean like sometimes people because there was a girl that i was sort of seeing for a while that she would just that she couldn't communicate one on one with someone very well, but she could she would have she could have sex at the drop of a hat like immediately, and it was like almost that's how she would say that she loved someone. It's like she couldn't say I love you, but she could have sex with, you know, someone at, at a moment's notice. Well, I guess what's fair though is everybody kind of expresses themselves in a different way, right? And it seems to, to we live in a culture in which we're allowed to have sex, but we're not really allowed to talk about it. And I say that all the time, but it's, it really is true. Yeah. And then we're also very, very judgmental, and we're, it's very gendered in the way we judge, right? Mm-hmm. Women are allowed to do one thing, men are allowed to do another. And I think that a big part of you, you asked about how things are changing and right. how you know, men are willing to take fingers up their bum and stuff like that. I do think that... Plural? I don't know about that. Let's, <laughs> let's start with one, sweetheart. Okay. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I think that that we're 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 realizing now that we're a lot more alike than we think. It's not all men are one way and women are another right. way. And there's a lot of difference amongst women. You ask me what I think, it's going to be totally different than what you think, Christina. Right, that's true. Well, I don't know. I, I definitely, I, I definitely like everything you're saying. That's why I'm kind of shutting up because I want to listen and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think that there's this uh, misconception that. Um, girls don't think about other men when they're in a relationship because I, I think you kind of have it, or think of another girl or another person or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean you, you can tell. Said, I you, feel you, like I feel like this is how I can tell, and this is like super personal. Maybe I'll see it like behind. I don't want to say it on the camera, but you know, I feel like after you've been with somebody for like a long time, you don't get as wet. Right? Is that a, well, is you that should fair? say that again <laughs> in the thing. It's embarrassing. No, say it again. I'm just what? saying, like, if you're in a relationship for a long time with the same dude, I think I, I think it's fair. Like in the beginning, you're wet all the time, right? Yeah, of course. And then after you've been there with them for like years, and sometimes that the juices aren't they don't flow as much but as they did sign, in the beginning. That's a sign that you know you've you got still to care change about them, your, love them. You've got to do things to get that thing flowing again. Right. That's just that's just a that's sign. That's what of I the, like about all this. The she's right about communicating and like yeah. if there is something different you want to do, then you should experiment and you should get those juices flowing. Yeah, again. and yet yes and no. The other thing is sometimes you you don't you're very turned on and you don't get wet. Yeah. And sometimes you're walking down the street and, and you age. get wet. But age. I feel like that age, is hormones, big exercise, diet, all those things. All so those things, lubrication really? isn't, yeah, lubrication yes. is not the only indication. Because I feel weak if I have to use lube. I'm embarrassed. I, oh, like, no. I like being natural. No. No. Nobody lube wants to be fast. Nobody wants to be a squeaky bee. Nobody lube, wants. Lube is your friend, Christina. I wish I knew about lube when I was 12 years old. <laughs> 
I, I would have saved layers of skin off my <laughs> cock for years. Yeah, saying, is that why your palms are so rough? That's right. Too, right? I don't want to brag or anything, but usually I don't need it. I just like I get excited. That's not about and it's, like, that. Natural. That's, and it's that's not about exciting. bragging. That's just in that moment you were good, and and right. that's that's one thing. Yeah. But age, and I'm sure stress also has the factor. And maybe on it does all that stuff with alcohol? Because what if you drink too much? Yeah, dehydrates you. Wouldn't that dehydrate my big bang too? No, it does. It does. I've seen a. Well, you gotta I, cut I've, your vagina you, down from drinking. That's your problem. I know. Her oh, vagina is actually on a detox this week. Yeah. Oh, That's so right. I'll probably be wet her down there. Yeah, because I'm not dehydrating oh, sure. as much. Now you're gonna have to start wearing underwear. Oh, oh. shit! That but I've, everything. I, I've I've seen uh, girls. Uh, well, not girls. Okay, I've, I've seen one girl very very drunk, and uh, she's like frustrated because she couldn't she couldn't have an orgasm. She couldn't come just from the amount of like alcohol that she had in her. It's that, a circulation issue, just isn't? like okay. in men. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you like if you if uh, let's say a guy. Uh, that has a radio show on XM genuinely enjoys uh, <laughs> performing oral sex on a girl and Yay! she's not and she's not that into it what do you say is that like an intimacy thing with her that she just can't get over and and how do you gently tell her to sh- shave her bush no. <laughs> well okay first question it could Gift be, cards it could be an intimacy thing but right. it could be a comfortable thing with her body but it may be that she's just not that into it really yeah How's sometimes that oral sex is just so slippery and wet and gentle and some women like more rubbing and friction so right. maybe you just need to balance it out with a little bit more weight as opposed okay. to just kind of licking and stuff. All right. Yeah, I'm not saying it's your technique. Okay. But not you. I'm not saying it's this hypothetical man's technique. Yes. Is, is yeah. that technique yeah. in the book, though? Maybe you need to read the book to oh get my the goodness. new Is that a trick? To get the new licks. Well, that, that's, that's a would be trick the for you, Dave. <laughs> Dude, you yeah, could get no her trick, to like... Lick, lick, I feel like once you have an orgasm from, or, from oral sex, you love oral sex. Like, I don't know. Almost like wait a second. Thirty seconds ago, you had to put your hand behind your mouth. I sometimes I, I don't get wet, and I'm, now you're like, when I come, I'm, I'm, I'm very more. I'm sober this week. All right, so I'm a little more nervous talking about anything goes. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Um, one one thing we don't we only have about two three minutes left. But the one thing I wanted to ask you is, how does someone just wake up and go, "I want to do what you do for a living"? Like, did you your like you were your teenage years? No, I was like six years old, and I was thinking I really want to be it. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Uh, he's looking at me funny. Yeah, no, I was a teacher actually. I was a high school teacher, and I was teaching okay. sex ed, and I saw that we were lacking, and I went back because I wanted to do curriculum development, and I still train teachers to teach sex ed, and that's right. a part of what I do. And then it's split between counseling and writing and traveling and speaking and. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great career, and you know what? I think there are going to be a lot more sexologists out there right. in the next five or ten years, and I also believe we're going to need less of us because I think there's a lot more conversations going on, and I, I do think the internet overall has created more a more a, a better wealth of information. There is really good information out there. Of course, there's still misinformation. And, and what nonsense. what about the elderly? Oh, so the elderly are having a lot of sex. So right. sex is something we do from being sexual is something we are from the moment we're no, born. But are you, are you te- like, not you, but are you teaching people to teach them? Because as we are growing a much older population in Canada, it's skewing much older. Mm-hmm. And with this wealth of information, they're not used to having that information. And, well, and fuck pills are new, too. So, I mean, yeah. like, just that like, has changed everything. Yeah, yeah, the little blue pills have changed. Well, right. it's, it's so 50% of my clientele is actually over 50. Wow. Yeah, because they're the ones who have the resources and make it a priority. And they, they are so empowered. They're the right. ones who are saying, you know, a lot of young people say, I don't need anything. What can she teach me that I don't already know? Right, right. You well, know, yeah. they know everything. Yeah, of course. Right? Oh, you can always learn more. Ram though. it like a jackhammer. They I know like everything. Le- I yeah, like yeah, learning yeah. more about sex. I definitely do. Yeah. But and I, you, I do, 
So when you do you teach seniors how to like not break a hip if they get into no. like an Eiffel Tower with two dudes? No, but I do teach I do teach them like how to adjust positions if they yeah. have injuries, and that's people of all age. But what we see is HIV and STIs are actually on the rise in senior populations. I've heard so that we too. need yeah. Yeah. do they give a, do they care about that though anymore? Of I mean, course. if you're 80 and you get the HIV, what's the big deal? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, seriously though. Yes, Come it, on. it's a big deal because your immune system is compromised. So right. absolutely. And you know what? The other big thing with STIs is you've had a get, long life. People need to just get tested. Right. Because it's a pill for like chlamydia, gonorrhea. Yeah. Just take a pill. It's yeah. over. It's easier to cure than the cold or yes. the flu. Yes. But we don't want to talk about it. Instead, we sit here in shame. And the long-term repercussions of not get seeking treatment are so incredibly serious. Okay, well, we got we got to wrap it up, Dave. I know Dave has so much more. <laughs> we'll definitely want to have you back more, on the show. Yeah. He's got so much more to ask. But if people want to get hold of you, Dr. Jess, what's the best way for them to find you or get a hold of you? You can find me at sexwithdrjess.com or sexwithdrjess on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all that jazz. Okay, and, and the book is uh, Hot Sex Tips, Tricks, and Licks. <laughs> I'll be buying the book for sure. I'll awesome. lend it to you, Dave, when I'm done with it. Yeah. It'll be sticky. Yeah, <laughs> when you get it back. No. If, if, if I'm detoxing that way, yeah. kind of extra. T- uh, well, unfortunately, we are out of time. We do want to thank Dr. Jess for coming by and John Hastings. And uh, and what else, Dave? We want to just say um, well, we new should, episodes uh, on uh, iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the episodes that we had uh, that uh, were uh, uh, played uh, while we were gone over Christmas, those will be up okay. soon. And uh, and what else? Let's uh, give our Twitter handles anything else we want to plug. Okay, well, if you want to get a hold of me, Darren Frost at Comedy Whore. That's my Twitter handle. Dave? Uh, Dave, Mar- uh, Dave Martin World. Wow, Dave just hit puberty while yeah. Dr. Jess is in the room. That's <laughs> well, nice. I love it. And uh, Christina? Uh, Christina Walker, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Walking Sauce. All right. And uh, we want to give a shout-out to Victoria, producer, for making us sound great. Uh, thanks for everything, and until next week, everyone, take it easy. You can squirt if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're safe to dance. Okay. Be like, yep, yeah. but they're here for you tonight. Please welcome to the stage. I'll never forget. I, shit. When I was hosting, I got to, uh, I was a regular at the Law Factory in LA and I would host shows. And you know what? Of all people, like Dane Cook and Harlan Williams, they wouldn't want like nothing said about them. That's they were cool. like, just say I do colleges. Oh, really? That was it. Oh. They, their intros were the easiest ever. And I was like, but you guys have the most credits. You're ridiculous. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, it's I not, feel like we get the all, yeah. I'm okay, well, it's not like you're trying to figure out why Ridley Scott jumped off that bridge. It was Tony, not Ridley. <laughs> okay, why Tony Scott didn't jump off that bridge. Because Tony didn't make Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> he was the brother that was probably bitter that he wasn't as great as the other brother. Oh, but that's, Really? I don't know. I think you must have some other Don't you think that issues. like everybody remembers Ridley Scott and not as many people knew who Tony Scott was? That's yeah, but bad. you know what? If you said, if you could said any movie to me like, in this movie, The Building, d- directed by Tony Scott or Ridley Scott, I would be, I would still be like, hey, it's a first name and a Scott afterwards. Like I said, I think it's LA. I think LA depresses people. Right. And I think that after you peak in your career... And then it goes downhill. I think then you get the Joe Bodelize and the Tony Scotts, and they're like, "I'm out, I'm out." Like it's depressing, but I think that's what happens. But Tony Scott must have done something other than more recently than Top Gun. I think Tony Scott's done a shitload of things. Like none of them he's proud of. 
I don't know. I think everything he's proud of. But then uh, Rob I, told I me. Think, you think everything he's proud of? No, but then I didn't. Uh, I don't even know this part of the story. Okay. I don't know if it did make my Twitter page, but there was definitely something that said. Uh, Rob said tonight that he had a brain tumor. He found out he had a brain tumor. So maybe right. he just didn't want to deal with dying. Uh, so he wanted to, like, get it over with. Yeah. That's different. Then that's, like, uh, that's not as depressing Back in as my day, I remember suicide. when people, when, I remember when people would get over brain tumors by climbing up a building and shooting <clears> people with a rifle. I, what else I watched Ghost last night. <laughs> just Ghost? to show you where I'm at in my life. Ghost with Patrick Swayze. It was on TV. It was does on it, Cosmo does it TV. Still, does it still hold up? Oh, yeah, I did. I totally cried. Mm-hmm. 22 years old, I totally cried. Although it's more spooky now because Patrick Swayze really is a ghost. <laughs> spooky. Yeah. It's true. But the old Patrick, not the 1982 or the 19... <laughs> what the, what, what year it was, was, it was made in 1990. 19, well, so it's the, not the 1990. It's the old, I have cancer. Do you I think know. when you go, to, if you go to a heaven, do you think you go? Do we want to do the show or do we? Okay, Frank. Yeah. Come... Oops. We should just start. Okay. Because we've already like. Um... There's not a lot of Tommy Lee Jones fans that want to see him, uh, <laughs> want to imagine him fucking Glenn Close in a fatal. Would you want to watch a hardcore porno with Glenn Close and Tommy Lee Jones? From like, two, like in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Like no, like this year it came out. Like this year it came out. Would you want to watch that? I don't know. I don't watch a lot of porn. I've been on Pornhub a couple of times. I'm just looking for stuff. I don't know. Pornhub has saved my life. (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry, man. Sorry. You can. Dara's not here, but I remember not to bang the table. You know, you. You know, your woman can walk out on you. You can lose your job, but then you can turn around, and who can you count on? Pornhub. Do you want me to give you this recording? You can sell this as a testimonial? Yes, yes, I think so. Are you recording now? Of course. Okay. <laughs> oh, are we started yet? <laughs> you can know. I'm serious. The Pornhub never lets you down. I think porn in general doesn't let you down. I don't Pornhub? Okay, so the expendable. Does anybody need to watch porn for more than three minutes? Like, how long do you take? Sometimes you do. Really? Yeah. How drunk are you, though? Uh, I, yeah. You know, I like the, you, know, okay, you know what the thing is? It's sometimes like I, I have to focus in on the woman's eyes. That really does it for me sometimes. <laughs> what? Because sometimes I have a bit of an ADD thing, and sometimes she'll and I'll like she'll start fucking, and then like uh, I mean she'll start fucking with a dude, and then uh, all of a sudden I'll be like I'll, I'll think of something else. Like oh man, I got to do this tomorrow. Oh man, if I don't do this tomorrow, then I'll be like then I'll totally like drift away, and I'll forget that I'm watching two people <laughs> fucking. Oh, no. I guess I think men and women watch... Uh... That's why I like to diddle myself in the afternoon. Because honestly, <laughs> so you don't get tired so, or what? No, because it's way easier in the afternoon. If I'm like stone cold sober, right. I can like diddle myself. It's over too fast. I'm almost... Oh. Dis- I'm disappointed in myself in my... when, I, when I come too fast. I'm like, oh, I just ruined it. Like, it's already over. Boo. You know, but if you do it when you're drunk, then it takes forever. And you really you know, prolong yeah. the experience almost to the point of frustration. Well, I know. that's I, I've... The, a woman's vagina would turn into a desert after blow, and then, then they go crazy for sex, too, if they're all high and fucked up. Well, it's not clear. I don't do a lot of cocaine. It's usually you don't need my to do a lot. Do. <laughs> you don't need to do a lot that. to get yourself dried up. But I think it's just even if you're like a, a weekend warrior coming in, co- in the cocaine <laughs> a department. weekend warrior. But, you know, you only like, you only like a myth. I like, the, so I, I like the idea of you uh, watching Patrick Swayze. Oh, do you want to talk about that instead? It's still all about death. Still, we managed to talk about death and everything. Do you feel guilty at all? Like, oh, man, I shouldn't be getting turned on by a dead guy. 
I was never turned on by Patrick Swayze, even when he was alive. Really? That's not my type. But, okay, well, what's your type? I don't know. If he I had just a beard? like what I like. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if he had a Frisbee collection. Because <laughs> I feel very disrupted by my own gas lately. And uh, <laughs> my gas is like, uh, if diarrhea was in person, it vomited. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That's an awful thing to have happen. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Man, that was no. amazing. We did Nothing it at the same happened. time. There's, a, there's a. Oh. Do you ever do you that? Can't thing? even tell who's or who's. Uh, no. But what are your favorite burps? What's your favorite thing to taste in a burp? That's no, a you good question. Like you, were, you look like you were just at the I fart. I was actually really considering that question. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your? What do you know? What your favorite thing in a fart? <laughs> your favorite thing in a fart. <laughs> What is your favorite thing in a burp? I don't know. I mean, most I feel like most of my burps are based off drinking beer. Beer. So they're all going to be quite like beerish. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, diet Dr Pepper and, <laughs> uh, and sour cream and onion chips. Some like serious. No, I know, there's been a lot. Of you know, I, I don't think you have a favorite burp smell. I think there was like a bad burp smell. Well, like, yeah, okay. Oh my god! But the that. favorite thing that you like to taste once it's been reburped. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, like as a, much what, as what I about love like a hot dog? What about a hot dog? Hot dog uh, burps are very popular. Um, hot dog burps are pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's what's the dealio, Frank? Are we back? Are we up and running? Sure, we could use that. <laughs> okay, you guys are good okay, to go whenever. Okay, uh, how about if you, you missed me and Dave Burton's burping contest? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to use that for a promo either way. <laughs> okay, okay. We did burp at the same time. It was kind of cute. And then yeah. you're like, I'm not sure whose was whose. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so here, just, just wave at us when we come back, because I think that we're going to just uh, try to take care of this. Okay, sure. let's go. All right. Go, Dave. Okay, all right. Hey, listen, everybody. <laughs> Fuck, shit, goddammit. <laughs> okay. This is Dave Martin, and he has Tourette's this week. I've... Listen to anything goes. Yeah, I have Tourette's and two pints of beer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Working down there, like waiting tables yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's not doing any comedy. She's like, I barely do any comedy anymore. I'm like, that's I so weird. Like, Isn't that the whole point of moving to LA? It's to go out and get seen and do shit. What's uh? Well, that's not Gasa. That's you know. No, she, she says it. She says that. Yeah. She's got no a lot of money, and she says that she's got to do this and this and this. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's not life. talking bad about someone. Not at all. She saying she it. fucked up. She should have went down with a big. That's talking smack. Exactly. No, you know, just saying what's honestly happening for her. That's yeah. not talking smack. It's going to be think. exciting for her though. I think a good sink or swim sometimes is a good. It's good uh, for you. Yeah. Like she'll fucking do it, make it happen. Well, you either have to like look. You know, comedy's about going up that staircase, and sometimes in the beginning those stairs are nice and big, and you can pat yourself on the back. Yeah. And then as the longer you're in, the stairs are very small, and it's like, yeah, fuck. Oh you know, <clears throat> I guess when her management realized. <laughs> well, if she doesn't, if okay, she doesn't I hit... want for the record because in case someone didn't see that, like Victoria, <laughs> you can take a guess who that was. Guess who it was? Yeah. <laughs> Classy Lassie, that's who that was. I burped a lot of Megan. Yeah, they were pretty good. People were pretty used All to right, that. Let's, let's okay. go. We're going to talk about your Vegas trip. Dave, you can shake your head. It's 7.30, man. Like what? 7.32. We got to go. Are, what did I do? What, uh, come on. We ladies, go. Why do you, ladies. Why do you immediately think that that was a, a reference to you? Because you because did the what? same thing in the lunchroom when I said we got to go.
Okay, check one. You can hear me, right, Dave? Oh, yes, ha- I can. Okay, so get him to put his headphones on. Oh, headphones. Jim, can you put your headphones on so we can? We got eight minutes to do. You this. want to talk about your show on Friday, right? No, mm-hmm. no, we're done. We're just doing oh, the commercial now. Oh, just the commercial. Oops, we're done. That's why we wrapped that up at the end there, remember? That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought, but then we're all sitting here again, and then yeah, I thought we're going to talk commercial. more. <laughs> no, do the commercial. <laughs> I'm retarded. I need a, I You are fucked up. You go away for a week. Look what happens to you. I know. You I, I fucked feel up. Like, Who are you talking to, me And then I come back, and I'm like, oh, her. Oh, okay. I'm in bars the every day. Like, I don't know. Seven, not, not you, Dave. Seven solid days nights of drinking but it's like that's what i do here too i don't know no, why i shook no. me up so because much. you went you know on a couple planes that doesn't help your voice and you get all yeah. fucked up drinking wise and, and i do i wear the loud bars every night yeah. like i usually am drinking in quiet clubs, shouting you know pubs. shouting <laughs> shouting you know, not doing was funny well. coke the was the cell room. phone of the 80s that was oh, funny yeah. coke is the cell phone because like yeah you didn't have social media so you just had to yell at everybody yeah. if you wanted to Come be on, i thought that was funny i think it is funny and then dave's like what you got this problem with your coke and your drug jokes you make a lot of coke references next week just talk about cocaine very suspicious actually i make a lot of coke references tonight i made a coke reference when have i ever ever made coke references some, some girl in the bathroom at L- in la was like hey do you have any keys on you and i was like well you're a little obvious are you i'm like i just have my room key but i don't think that's the kind of key you're you know, looking you, for you know, yes it was you, you know what obvious was yeah. when uh, i would be in in the uh, green room at the london club he was doing a couple bumps in the washroom and then he wouldn't flush the toilet to even pretend it, like he was <laughs> taking a <laughs> yeah, piss that's true. That makes like, really why, why obvious. did you just go in there i think you go in the bathroom and the toilet is never okay, flushing. we're gonna do this commercial <laughs> oh. So John Doerr was there while I was... John Doerr got to that party. Uh, the Can party we do this afterwards? Yeah. yeah. Let's do the commercial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you, did you tell Darren any of the, any of the scandals of... I, I, I told I, him, yeah, you know about the bouquet. Yeah, the, I knew about the, that, yeah. the family was a little upset with... Well, uh, and me pushing on a uh, Oh, a, and it was, a didn't you guys cart. get in a fight with a cake, too? Uh, Didn't yeah. you like throw cake in each other's face? They got mad at that. Too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> well, was like, hey, can I throw Honestly. cake in your face? And I thought, oh, well, she's obviously. <laughs> I thought she. I thought that I was the second person that she talked to, and I thought oh, she I got see, permission right. to put cake in my face. And then, then she picked up a handful of cake and smeared it in my face, and then. And then I turned around, then grabbed a cake and smeared it in her face. So right. I thought she got permission to do this. So that's why I thought it was okay for me to do it. Honestly, but apparently that she had not gotten permission from anybody, and she kind of destroyed the cake right. and then destroyed the bouquet. And then on the party <laughs> night, I she was riding on a luggage cart, and then I pushed her into the room. And didn't she flash everybody her bing-bang, too? Remember? Yeah, at one point she was you very... You said something about her vagina, and then she went, this one? Oh, no, no, no. That I wasn't... I'm. I don't think I was around for that one. Oh, but then the she sprayed beer on the bed that... If I can drink till like, 5 a.m. Just yeah. like, like, people were going to bed, and I was still on Twitter. Like, well, sorry, yeah. no, people were waking up. You ladies up. have a problem with the Twitter. I know. <laughs> Jesus. But why the, fu- why the fuck does the uh, Howard Johnsons and Barry have free Wi-Fi and the Flamingo in Las Maybe Vegas? Maybe it would explode because if the Flamingo, all those people... There's in, so in Vegas, many people. They're, they're so crazy about getting it down to such a low price and advertising that. Yeah. Like, come here and get fucked up for thirty nine ninety nine a night. It's and true. then the sm- small print, $20 for, uh, they call it a resort fee. And then the $10 for we have Wi-Fi and all this stuff. Yeah. So then you're actually paying $100 a day. Wow. But it's like, if you don't want it, you don't pay for it. That's what they want in America. If I don't use it, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, but that's I, what they do. Yeah, though they do try to, and I'm not going to say fuck you, but they do try to bill you for everything else. Yes, because I, you know, you weren't with us when we had breakfast, and I wanted 
they always they always have, they always have two <laughs> eggs with your meal. Yeah. And I always ask for a third egg. Yeah. yeah and too, yeah. so the breakfast was like ten ninety nine with your rewards card, and for one extra egg, it was three ninety nine. Yeah. And I was like Dave so hung over. a three egg man. I'm a three egger. I'm a three egg man. Cuckoo Very open about the fact that she was wearing no panties. At, at, oh, I know. She did evening. flash everybody her Bing Bang. Like I, I didn't. I don't see think it. she flashed. Or, or no, somebody someone went up to her and somebody said, told me hey, they saw been, her Have you been? Have you been flashing your your vagina? And she goes, "What? This one? Yeah. Like she had a another another like one. Like there was another vagina that she's hiding inside. Yeah." The vagina on the inside. The bang bang. Oh fuck! It was so fun though. It was fun just to be all together drinking. In, in somewhere Vegas. else, yeah. I taught Kate Davis how to play craps. I, yeah, it's too bad. I, I I would have went. You know, I I, I, I kind of wish I went. I know. I was messaging you. It would have been a good time. Yeah. Because so I've never been to Vegas either. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I would go back Vegas. again, but just if you go, you should make sure that there are planned things that you do because you could just get really wrapped up in just wandering around. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Which is fine. Really. But I mean, I'm glad that I actually can say that I, I went to the Beatles Love Show and yeah. I actually saw a couple oh, yeah, of things right. too. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's you watch like, on at the time. Uh, well, the media buys into hype. I sure, try sure, to go sure. down that road with them. He's like, well, I don't think. No, no, you do. You build people up and then you fucking complain about what's like the Dane Cook thing. That's when I called him on it. I love that he brought yeah. that up. Yeah. About the, oh, I don't know. Dane, you fucking did an article about that motherfucker and I yeah. emailed you about it. Yeah. It's like you could have written something about someone Canadian, and you wrote about a lame article about Dane Cook. So was true. he still fame? Was he at becoming the Dane Cook he was that he's big. now? He was, was big, he big yeah. at that time? Okay. But, but he, I, he wrote he wrote an article kind of about kind of complaining that he had to write an article. But it's like, dude, it's like you know, you are the media. You created the beast. You yeah. know, right. you can't now complain about it. Yeah, that's my big problem. It's like you know what you're right. You know we wrote an article with this guy, and it's like the you know the Frankenstein monster I always talk about. If you help make it, you have to own it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I, I forget how long Dane Cook's been around for because I saw an old Just for Laughs clip before he before he'd sort of yeah he became the Dane Cook that he is now, and he's doing jokes about speaking spell and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. Had his hair all, all gelled back. But yeah. but, the, but here's the thing. He wasn't a name. I don't. At that point. And this is a very interesting example. I don't like Jim, and I'm not a big fan of what he writes about because he never gave me an article. But Dave always defends him because he's done many articles. He hasn't done many. He's he's mentioned me how a many? bunch of times. Uh, I don't know, three or four times. But these... no. But how many articles has he done about you? Uh, I don't know if he's actually done one single article where I was the focus of it. Dude, your drunk your drunk show things with Haywood. Uh, yeah, I. He did those, a Jekyll and those, Hyde one. Those got mentioned, but I was never the focus of them. But he did. Our articles about shows that I was promoting. Right, yeah. you were the promoter. You were the main guy talking about the shows. Uh, he gave yeah. you the article. I could go. I could go. You, did you not benefit from the article? Because it was a your little, show. A little bit, but also. See, I rest my also case. in the. 